0: Welcome to Around the Diamond, Ottawa's source for baseball talk. This is Shortstop Junior Rowe with the Rockland Boulders. This is your boy Reggie Abercrombie. Hey, this is your boy Coop. This is Josh Wood. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Kenny Bryant from the Ottawa Champions. This is Quebec Capital's third baseman and pitcher Lachlan Fontaine. Hey, this is Ottawa Champions second baseman Albert Cartwright, all the way from the Bahamas. You're listening to Around the Diamond with my man Diamond Dante on CKDJ 107.9
1: profiling players careers and their life outside of baseball. Now, here's your host, Diamond Dante.
2: Seb high and deep to right, and that's out of here. Cartwright, and that's a walk-off single. Albert Cartwright wins
1: the ball game. Mastroberti comes in to score. Duarte up the middle, and that's the ball game. Wilson, the one, two, big cut, and he struck him out. Wilson, back-to-back strikeouts on a slider in the dirt. Tissenbaum swings at that one.
0: And your co-host.
1: Chambers flying into third with a triple.
0: Chambers is back. He looks up, and it's off the top of the wall. Fires it back into second
1: base, and he
0: got him. Chambers slaps it the other way. Louis Cardinals World Series champion Adron Chambers. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig.
2: What a team! What a ride! The Cardinals are world
1: champs in
2: 2011.
1: Welcome to episode 46 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 1079 and also listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you haven't checked us out online, you can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud by typing in Around the Diamond in the podcast app or on SoundCloud by typing in Around the Diamond. That's in the podcast app on your fine uh, on your iPhone again. Subscribe and like. Also, let us know on Twitter at Diamond underscore Dante. And of course, I am your host, Diamond Dante. Alongside me is Josh Primo joining us for the second time in his uh, young broadcasting career. Josh, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure uh, to come on here. Thanks for having me. And of course, uh, earlier this week, we said farewell to a uh, an excellent ball player in Yordano Ventura at the age of 25, uh, leaves us as he got in a uh, car crash in the Dominican Republic and leaves us pretty way too soon. A all-star pitcher, electric fastball, could hit 102, 103 miles an hour if you asked him to, but averaged around 98, 99 and had a lot of emotions on the field and uh Josh, what was your first reaction when you heard the news on that Sunday afternoon? You know, it's, it's, it's. You don't even, you know, realize what's what's, you
2: know, happening now. You know, it's really unfortunate. Um, You know, kind of the same reaction for me uh, when uh, Jose Fernandez passed away. Just you know, kind of the shock of everything. Uh, You know, and just it's just sadness you know it's really hard to explain it's it's obviously emotional venter as a young guy yeah uh, definitely has a bright future had a bright future in the game and uh, you know from a Blue Jays uh, standpoint on the field you definitely uh, love to not having to face that guy anymore but really just way too sad to to lose him as you said way too soon. And of course,
1: uh, before we keep talking about this later on in the show, Patrick Peterson and Eric Peterson, two pitchers, one with the Mariners system now just signed with the Ottawa champions is Patrick Peterson will join us later. And then after that, Eric Peterson from the Houston Astros system played double a last year. will join us later on in the show. And if you're familiar with some of the guys that he played with Alex Bregman and Ottawa champions pitcher, Austin Crisman, and of course, Jordano Ventura after the car crash, uh, reports have said that he was actually still alive and, uh, People came down and actually robbed him and took him of his money, his wallet, and his World Series ring and people and, and officials are still trying to find that World Series ring, a ring that should go with him in his coffin to the grave as far as I'm concerned.
2: Oh, absolutely. and that's just something uh, you know if you're you know an official uh, you know of, of the MLB that you want to make sure that uh, this this happens and you know they recover, uh, especially the ring, if not, you know, all of his possessions. Uh, you know that they could pass down to you know either his family or or his girlfriend or whatever but uh, you know just just horrible you know to to hear of, of everything that happened and of course I hadn't even heard uh, that his ring had been stolen until yeah. uh, a couple of days ago so uh, it's really just an awful situation and extremely unfortunate and uh, you know as we said this guy
1: had a huge future in the game he did have a huge future a eh? Royals were looking for him to be the ace this season, and it's also tough for the Kansas City Royals because mm-hmm. they actually have to redo their almost their whole starting rotation.
2: Yeah, and it was kind of the same thing that the Marlins experienced right. with losing Jose Fernandez because Jose Fernandez, in my opinion, would have been uh, one of the top three pitchers in the major leagues, including, again, this guy, another guy, Urdano Ventura, who could have been put in that elite category. Uh, you know, throws hard, as you said, can hit 103, uh, 102, but, you know, is regularly around 98. And when you can get a guy that's throwing 98... As a starter. As a starter for seven innings or more, you know, that's almost impossible. That's like edit. Justin Verlander back in the day when he used to hit 100 and then, you know, up and down, up and down. Yeah, Verlander was completely different. He'd hit 100 in the seventh
1: inning after he'd been <laughs> throwing 93 all game. You're right about that. And, of course, Ventura just leave does leave us uh, too soon and passes away at the age of 25. Uh, is Giordano Ventura, and the Kansas City Royals actually went down to Kauffman Stadium along with the community. Uh, Fans actually showed up to pay their respects for Giordano Ventura, and I saw a video online. It was on MLB Network also on the morning show Mm -hmm. on Hot Stove, and could you believe it? You don't see this too often. Ball players, major league players paying their respects to Ventura, but hugging with the fans and crying. You know, you don't see that too often, Major Leaguers coming down and, and, it's, and interacting with the fans at that extent. It doesn't happen every single day, especially at that level of baseball.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it's, it just shows, uh, you know, the community and how they felt about this guy. And it just shows that this inc- incident is bigger than any of the players uh, in the Major Leagues. This touches us as humans. Uh, You know, it it, it touches us as as fans, players, you know, everyone, and and brings us to one as a community.
1: You're right about that. As we are going to move on uh, from this topic, Giordano Ventura passes away at the age of 25. Later in the show, we will welcome Eric Peterson and Patrick Peterson to the show, both Uh, pitchers, and fraternal twins. We'll hear what they have to say on later in the show. The Dodgers finally stop the rumors. They go out and acquire a second baseman. They trade over their top pitching prospect in DeLeon for Logan Forsythe, who the Blue Jays don't have to worry about. uh, Was known as a Blue Jays killer, a guy who could play around (laughs) the whole diamond with the Tampa Bay Rays. Evan Longoria came out and said, what's going on? Are we trading everybody away? I'm here long-term to 2022. What's the deal? And Josh what's going on with the Rays right now? Are they just trying to get younger or are they just trying to blow everything up?
2: Now, this is real tough for Evan Longoria because he's in a tough situation. They're, right now, they're the Rays are in a rebuilding state, but unfortunately for the Rays, they've been in a rebuilding state <laughs> every single year since 2009. Yeah, And, you know, we, we've seen this uh, in the NHL with the Edmonton Oilers where they, they kept getting draft picks. They, uh, you know, hadn't been made it to the playoffs since 06 and, you know, weren't... weren't really doing that well and I think if you're the the Rays you need to start, you know, building your team around a, one young guy and and start to move
1: forward because really Longoria's only 30 though.
2: Oh, I know he's only 30. He's not young for sure, but he's not that young guy you're going to build your team around, uh, especially after a rebuilding year. You know, he is the the face of the franchise if I, if anyone else is concerned, but uh you know, if you're if you're Longoria, you're definitely frustrated because you know, you've been trying to rebuild for
1: what almost six or seven years now yeah and 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 quote-unquote rebuild the Rays have still been able to make the playoffs and they try to compete and they always find a way to compete but they can they compete in the regular season but once they reach the playoffs they just don't have the roster to to actually go far past either wild card or the first round yeah and they've never had
2: really that veteran presence other than Longoria and even Longoria in the last couple years hasn't really been uh, that veteran presence. I mean, the Rays have always built themselves around pitching, uh, That's so true. so if if they're if, as far as they're concerned. Um, this is a good deal for them because now they've got a young pitching prospect. And, you know, if you're the Rays, you're still trying to look for some more veteran, you know, guys to fill in that bullpen right now.
1: He's uh, MLB ready, it is De Leon. He pitched oh. with the Dodgers last season and is only 24 years old. Actually, 20, no, not only. He is 24 years old. He's got to be in the big leagues this season. The Rays are going to insert him in the rotation, that's for sure.
2: Oh, they absolutely have to. And yeah. even if he you know, really doesn't perform as well as they'd like early on in the season. There's always still time to work with them, um, But as you said, he's major league ready. He made a few appearances, I believe, yeah. with the Dodgers last season. Uh, he was averaging 96-97. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a solid pitcher. He, he works through a good game plan. He can cut both sides of the plate. Uh, you know, good breaking ball, good off-speed pitches. So he's he's really a solid, solid uh, starter for them uh, as far as they're concerned. Obviously, it is a huge price to give up in Logan Forsyth because, he, again, he is that veteran guy, uh, really, that they've kind of been looking to uh, with Longoria. But, you know, as far as you're concerned, it's a good price to pay.
1: Yeah, it is 31 years old. The Dodgers had to go out and acquire a second baseman. There's still some second basemans on the market for the Rays to get, maybe Chase Utley. The Dodgers now interested in Chase Utley with a platoon situation between him and Forsyth because Logan can play left-center, right Third, short all over the diamond is Logan Forsythe. We'll move on from this topic, and we'll go to your Toronto Blue Jays off-season wish list. Yeah. And, Josh, as a Jays fan yourself, a guy that follows the team pretty well, I'd say the bullpen is the off-season wish list. Oh,
2: absolutely. You're looking to replace uh, Brett Cecil. You're, you're probably looking for another right-handed reliever After as well. Joaquin
1: Benoit went to Philly.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, a guy that they have been talking about, uh, two is Jerry Blevins, who would be an interesting fit in that bullpen. Uh, definitely just a matchup guy. Um, another guy that we have here is Boone Logan, who could be an interesting fit in that bullpen. Um, of course, there's a whole bunch of relievers on the market right now. Sergio Romo would be a, an interesting former closer. F- exactly, former closer can you know fill in in the role if Osuna can't. Um, but I, I mean, I'm they're pretty much set from the back end of the bullpen right now. With and Grilly. Oh, yeah, and Grilly had a fantastic season last year. Definitely was one of the biggest surprises. Um, But as we mentioned, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what kind of role these guys are put in once they're signed by the Jays.
1: I think that just based off losing the left-handed reliever, along with Aaron Loop, you need to add one more, and Boone Logan and Jeremy Blevins are the two other left-handed relievers on the market that have been linked to the Blue Jays. Ken Rosenthal for, tweeted it out last night with an article about the Blue Jays' wish list. Uh, that's based off where I got, got all of this. Mm-hmm. And he said that the Blue Jays uh, are interested in Blevins and Boone Logan, but they're looking at a two-year deer, uh, deal worth about $10 million, so $5 million per season. Do you pay that price for a left-handed reliever to go into the middle relief role? I think
2: you do because, you know, the thing with Blevins and even Boone Logan is these guys are matchup guys, mm-hmm. and they have unreal numbers against left-handed pitchers. I think you you prefer Boone Logan in this in this instance because he is a little bit younger than Jerry Blevins. Yeah. Jerry Blevins, you know, working towards the end of his career. But, uh, you know, as— even if you do end up getting Blevins over Boone Logan, uh, if you even get one of the two, I think it's still a good, a solid price to pay for a left-hander to lever because they really, other than Loop, don't have any options exactly. left-handed in that in the pen.
1: And, of course, Joe Blanton might be another option who pitched with the Dodgers last year as a middle relief, long reliever kind of guy, former starter. He had a pretty good season last year on ERA under 250.
2: Yeah, and I think he surprised a whole bunch of people last year because uh, the, the last couple of years before this one, he hadn't really had. Nope any good numbers and he came out this year and definitely surprised them carried them pretty far but
1: I think it's because of the manager Roberts with the Los Angeles Dodgers he's he's a guy that likes to mix and match he'll pull the starter in the fourth inning and he will mix and match the rest of the game until he gets to Kenley Jansen in the eighth or ninth inning
2: well yeah and and you know Blanton's the kind of guy that can fit in any single role too so he you know he, uh, the manager can put him uh Gibbons could put him in any situation and I think mm-hmm. he'd be a uh, all right, but again, if you're, you know, the use of Blanton is is definitely, uh, you know, interesting. You if you put him in the wrong spot, it's gonna be bad. But if you put him in the
1: right spot, he'll he'll I come think away with. I, I think it's Josh, as you just mentioned. I think it's a cheaper price to pay, rather than another righty in Sergio Romo. Yeah. The reason is is because Romo has a lot of experience. Blanton had one season after a decline in his career. Yeah. Being a starter, I think it's a cheaper price than Romo, who's probably looking for uh, at least $10 million. Oh, it, it definitely is. And,
2: you know, the Blue Jays now with signing Bautista, I don't think they can afford exactly. anyone too too expensive. So Sergio Romo might be off their list. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how many other teams do offer Romo a, a contract because he is that kind of pitcher that you know is streaky and you know if he if he doesn't have a you know have his stuff that day it, it could be bad but again good point uh, there to mention though you know Blanton could be
1: you know really the only option right-handed right now it's weird that we talk about this now because over the last few years the bullpen is always the main topic yeah. for the Blue Jays in the off season
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's interesting for sure. I mean,
1: Blue Jays... And left field this year.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously. But um, the Blue Jays really haven't had that guy that's been there the last, I don't know, five or six years other than Cecil was. And now that he's moved on, you know, the... They didn't want to
1: pay the price for Cecil. And the
2: Cardinals overpaid. Oh, they definitely did. And I, you know, I don't think he's... You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see Cecil this year, but I don't think he's going to have the same success that he's had in the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he can bring to to St. Louis
1: uh, this year. And, of course, we're going to wrap up this first segment of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9. Coming up next, we're going to invite Patrick Peterson to the show, was just signed by the Ottawa champions. Um earlier this week as a left-handed pitcher and we want to hear from him he'll join us later on in the show followed by his brother his twin brother eric peterson who is in the houston astros system you're listening to episode 46 of around the diamond here on ckdj 107.9
0: Hey, this is Ottawa champion pitcher uh, Patrick Peterson, and you're listening to Around the Diamond
1: on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back to episode 46 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9. I'm your host, Diamond, Don- Diamond Dante. Alongside me to my right is my co host, Josh Primo. Of course, you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes by typing in around the diamond joining us for this segment is our is the Ottawa champions most recent signing out of free agency its left-handed pitcher Patrick Peterson before signing with the champions this offseason Peterson played three seasons of pro ball in the Seattle Mariners organization reaching as high as a ball Pat joins us today welcome to the show hello thank you hey no problem nice to I guess welcome to Ottawa. I guess that should be a nice warm welcome have you looked into the city of all at all and are you looking forward to moving to Canada for five months
0: yeah, yeah, I've looked I've looked into it before making the decision to come to Ottawa. Um yeah, here it's a great place to come to, so that kinda of factored into where I would go for the season, so
1: now, Pat, to start things off, I want to go back to the beginning of your career when you were drafted uh, out of North Carolina State University by the Mariners in 2014. Now, what was going through your mind when you first got drafted? And, of course, your brother, Eric Peterson, was also drafted in 2014, uh, but in the 37th round. So were you guys kind of in the same place when you both got drafted?
0: Yeah, we were actually we were both uh, playing summer ball in Rhode Island. Um, when I first got drafted, it was kind of a surreal feeling. Uh, but didn't, you know, didn't feel right, you know, uh, my brother hadn't been drafted yet, so I wasn't all that excited yet. I was kind of nervous for him because was going through the same, you know, situation I was and worrying about if he was going to get drafted or not, so.
2: <laughs> now, when we go back to, like, your high school days, were you, were you ever scouted before in high school and, like, and how come you chose, uh, NC State?
0: Yeah, I wasn't re- recruited much out of, uh, high school, no pro teams looked at us. Uh, uh, me and my brother we originally went to Temple University in Philadelphia which is our only offer out of uh, um, high school so we went there for two years and then um, we had transferred to NC State which was of course was a very good program so it was definitely a good choice that we made.
1: And, and why did you choose to transfer from Philadelphia over to NC State? Did you feel like you had a better chance of getting drafted out of that university?
0: Um, well, when we were at Temple after our second year, we had some pretty good season, so scouts started taking notice. Uh, Temple dropped their baseball program, so we had to uh, transfer out of there. And of course, NC State was, you know, we thought was the best opportunity we had to compete at the highest level, and of course, ultimate goal of getting drafted. So it was a pretty easy decision. Now,
1: of course, uh, when you got drafted. Uh you, obviously you and your brother almost the similar type of bill, both six foot forward. Of course, uh we're gonna talk with your brother Eric Peterson later on in the show. Um so are do you feel like both of you guys are kinda similar and you guys kinda carry the same similar
0: traits uh in pitching? Uh I think so. Um you know, people seem to think that we kinda throw very similar except, you know, I'm left handed, he's right handed. We we have different strengths I think and when it comes to pitching. Um he relies more on his you know his slider, or more of a fastball changeup kind of pitcher, but you know we are pretty similar in a way.
1: Now, of course, uh, Ottawa champions ace Austin Crisman would probably say the exact same thing because he played with your brother Eric Peterson. So he must be looking forward to play with Austin Crisman, and uh, maybe he'll notice some familiar traits as well.
0: Yeah, he he probably he probably will. Um, and I've talked talked to Austin and whatnot and found out everything about Ottawa, and he's. It's nice. a great place to play, so I did not hesitate to come to Ottawa.
2: Now, as a 6'3 lefty, what were some of the things you've learned you know, in university ball, and like, how have you changed uh, you know, some of your, th- your pitching uh, strategy?
0: I think the biggest thing in college is you know, going from high school to college. You, well, in high school, you kind of learn to throw, just throw hard. Um, by the time you get to college, that's when you really learn how to pitch, and I think it prepared me the most for professional baseball was uh, kind of learning the ins and outs of actually knowing how to pitch.
1: And, of course, Patrick Peterson is here for us on Around the Diamond, the new Ottawa champion signee, a left-handed pitcher that we might possibly see e- either in the starting rotation or in the bullpen. We'll get to that uh, later on in the show. Of course, you reached your first season of rookie ball uh, back in 2014. Now, was it an eye-opener when you first reached to pro ball and kind of, you know, the long bus rides and the, the spreads and such like that? Or uh, was it an eye-opener for you once you got to it, or did you kind of expect it as well?
0: Um, it was a little bit of, little bit of both. You kind of hear about what people say about, um, you know, professional baseball, and then you kind of don't, you know, believe it until you actually get there. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely a difference, you know, all the traveling and hotels that you, you know, always on the road and trying to make everything work. So.
2: Now the, the next year you moved on to, uh, to you were promoted to A ball and you pitched in the pen and started. Uh now was that tough for you, uh, you know, transitioning from the pen and into the starting rotation?
0: Um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um you know, I had relieved in college. Um I had start I had started most of the season until I reached, you know, an innings limit. But um it's not it's not too bad. I've uh, I learned a lot from my brother since he's from primarily a uh a reliever, so he's been a lot of help for me when it comes to uh, you know, approach every day and you know, mindset when you're on the mound. It's a little bit different than being a starter.
2: Now in in, in twenty sixteen, last year of course, uh, you came across a pretty uh major setback of suffering a season injury uh season ending ankle injury, uh injured after about three innings. Uh what happened?
0: Uh so yeah my third appearance appearance of the season, I um I was pitching and uh ball got away from the catcher, a uh, guy from third was coming home. I uh, went to slot, went to catch the ball and do like a slide and tag kind of uh situation and uh, um, my cleats got caught in the by home plate and I broke my uh, tibia and fibula while I was doing so and, you know, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, I knew what happened and I knew I'd be done for most of the season and. Yeah, it wasn't the most enjoyable experience going through all of that, but <laughs> I'm healthy now. So,
1: And, of course, Pat, that's always a good sign. And I've had a lot of guys on this show uh, that have, um, you know, got – Full season injuries, and that have gone over from you know Double A or Single A, like you did, over to the indie leagues. Of course, you're going into your first season of indie ball, and I'll ask you about that a little bit later in the show about what you're going to expect from indie ball. But once that season-ending injury kind of happened, what was your mentality, and what kind of went through your head, and how how did you keep your mind afloat? Because I know a lot of guys when they talk to me about season-ending uh, injuries, they said that it's kind of tough for you know to stay mentally sound uh, at that point.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I'd have to agree. I went to, you know, went to Arizona, which is where the Mariners uh, rehab facility was, and uh, it's definitely tough being, not being able to go anywhere. You know, an ankle injury. I, you know, had a crutch everywhere, and it is kind of mentally uh, draining knowing you, you know, instead of playing, you're sitting in a bed all day because you can't really do anything. Or <laughs> yeah, you just got It is tough.
1: And it must be tough as. Uh Ottawa champions, left-handed pitcher Patrick Peterson joins us here on Around the Diamond, was just signed a week ago, fresh uh, into his mind. So, of course, now you come into the Indy Leagues, of course, you're probably going to want to come in here uh, and pitch your best and then maybe get signed out of the Indy Leagues like most guys do when they come to uh, either the Can-Am League, the American Association, or the Atlantic League. Now, this off offseason, uh, my guess is that you must have got a lot of offers from other independent leagues. So, what when it went through your mind when choosing to sign with Ottawa? Yeah,
0: I said that it was kind of very uncharted territory, so I didn't know exactly what to do. Um, I kind of wanted to take my time and make sure I got all the, you know, you know, ins and outs of every team and where I'd be going and get to know um, the coaches and the area a little bit and who, and, uh, who, who plays for Ottawa. And, you know, I got to uh, talk to Austin about, you know, what he liked about Ottawa and heard a lot of good things. So it kind of helped, definitely helped along the way to make my decision Um, to come to
1: Ottawa we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back Patrick Peterson will still be with us on Around the Diamond but to talk a little bit more about coming to the Ottawa Champions and what we can expect from Patrick Peterson that's coming up next on Around the Diamond episode 46 on CKDJ
0: This is Ottawa champion pitcher uh, Patrick Peterson and you're listening to a the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9.
1: Now that we're talking about you signing with the Ottawa champions, uh, Patrick Peterson is here for us on around the diamond was signed by the champions just a week ago, played three seasons of professional baseball inside the Seattle Mariners system. And is here for us on around the diamond on CKDJ 1079 Now, Pat, um, how did the champions find you? Was it howling here seeing you throw a bullpen or wasn't your agent kind of reaching out to him?
0: Uh, it was my agent that reached out to him. Um, that's how it all got started. Um, yeah, I have to thank him a lot for that. And, you know, he did help me out a lot for uh helping find a team, because so. I I really didn't know where to start, which was the which I think was <laughs> uh kinda of sucked, but
1: now Pat when, when when have you had a chance to talk with Hal Lanier at all or, or how does how has the conversation been like between the management and yourself?
0: Uh, I have I have talked to him a few times. Um uh, just kind of ins and outs about the Ottawa program, and uh, whether or not I wanted to start relieve. I did tell him I wanted to start, um, which was a big thing about what I choosing a team, whether or not I would be starting or relieving. Um, I got a good first impression uh, from Hal, um, so it definitely helped.
2: Now, now I know you did mention you you, you consider yourself more of a fastball changeup kind of pitcher. Uh, but other than that, you know, what kind of pitch types and, and speeds uh, would you say you have?
0: Fastball, uh, change-up slider, probably more of an uh, upper 80s kind of pitcher. Uh, I'm working on a slider um, this year. I used to throw a curveball, but I've been advised to start throwing more sliders, throw a harder off-speed pitch than I have before, which should help me this season. I'm really looking forward to getting back out and competing with what I have and uh, hopefully proving to other teams that uh, MLB teams I can pitch affiliated ball again.
1: And, of course, you were just in the affiliated rankings, and when you talk about some of the pitches that you have, uh, you had started and relieved. When you talked to Hal Lanier, the manager of the Ottawa Champions, and you said he kind of gave you a really good impression about the program and the city itself, even talking with Austin Chrisman, um, Pat, I want to ask you about your conversation with Hal Lanier and starting and relieving. Did Hal kind of approach you and say, "I'd like you to start," or did he say, "I'd like you to relieve"? or Are you interested in doing both? I know you said that this, you know, choosing Ottawa was a was a big part, and you wanted to be a starter. So, uh, where are you guys going to kind of yeah. go on with there? And I know from even from talking to Hal Lanier, he always says, you know, he doesn't beat around the bush. Even when I have him on the show, he'll say he'll start and he'll relieve. So, what's kind of going through there?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I talked to me. Um, he knew that I was a starting reliever and he asked me uh, which I would prefer because I guess both he said both are available to happen if I wanted to start a relieve and I told him I wanted to start so uh, you know hopefully I'll get the opportunity uh, to do so
1: and I guess you'll have to fight for that job over in spring training as the champions have still yet to uh, they've only signed one reliever and Andrew Cooper who is a Canadian native uh, so are you are you excited to come and uh See what Canada's like. Have you uh, had a chance to travel up to Canada before at all? I know that it's uh, quite a distance from where you live, but have you had a chance to maybe do some research or come out to Canada once in a while? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've actually never been to Canada before, uh, which is really what makes me excited about coming. I mean, um, um, of course, I heard good things, so I'm definitely looking forward to coming up to Ottawa. Um, So.
1: And just going back to, uh, of course, you and your brother uh, both have played in the minor league systems. Your brother played with Austin Crisman and had played A last season as a right-handed pitcher. You're a left-handed pitcher, so there is that uh, difference there. You had mentioned to me off mic that you guys are fraternal uh, twins. So uh, if you could take us through the younger part of your life, you know, What's it like playing with a brother that uh, you guys are both pitchers? I don't know if you guys played against each other or if you guys were on the same team, but what's it like uh, having, I guess, to fight with your brother and see who's better the, the most part of your life? And are you still fighting at this point of your career?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's awesome having a twin brother um, who has the same interest when it comes to uh, baseball. Um, we love to compete, and of course, um, we even though we like to compete, we like to help each other out a lot um, when it comes to uh, what we need to prove on, what we're doing well, which has been the biggest benefit of having a brother um, who also does the same thing. Um, so, you get, you know, I have a brother that knows me very well as a pitcher, and I know him very well as a pitcher, so it kind of helps us to get better. Um, of course, he's in double A, and I believe I can compete at the double A level as well since he's. He's there, so I'm looking forward to you know getting a chance to do that at some point.
1: Well, before we go, I just want to wrap things up here. How does the off season look like for you? You mentioned that you're trying to improve and and, and pick up a slider for uh, for this season. So, how's the off season look for you after you got released? And what do you got? What are you doing uh, right now to better yourself for uh, the 2017 season?
0: Um, right now, I'm just doing a lot of. Uh, lifting, conditioning, getting a, trying to get a lot stronger. Um, the rehab kind of set me back physically. Um, so I'm definitely getting in a lot better shape. Um, just doing a throwing. I know my brother's getting ready for spring training, so me and him are doing a lot of preparation for that. Um, both of us are doing our throwing and whatnot. So.
1: Well, your brother and uh, yourself are working together to uh, better your careers. Of course, he's going to be uh, going and... Uh starting spring training with the Houston Astros pretty soon, and we will see you over in May. Of course, we will have Eric Peterson on in our next segment. Pat, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, and we look forward to meeting you in May. Yep.
0: Yep. Thank you for having me.
1: That was Ottawa Champions new signee Patrick Peterson joining us here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ. 1079. A great talk with Pat as uh, we look forward to seeing him with the champions this year.
2: Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what he can bring to the table. Obviously, I haven't seen too too much of him, but uh, you know from what I've heard and you know looking at his stats, he seems like he's going to be a solid pitcher.
1: And he's coming back from a season-ending injury. And of course, when you do have an injury, you want to come back just as strong. And Pat's going to be trying to do that as we will rack, wrap up this second segment when we come back. Patrick Peterson's brother, Eric Peterson, currently in double A with the Houston Astros, might be in triple A next season. We'll have to see about that. We'll join us in our next segment to talk about his career and also about his brother Pat, because they are fraternal twins. That's coming up next on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Hey,
0: this is Edwin Jackson. And you're listening to Around the Diamond with Diamond Dante on CKDJ
1: 107.9. Welcome back to episode 46 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9. Once again, I'm your host, Diamond Dante. Alongside me is Josh Primo. Before, we were talking with Patrick Peterson, who is a left-handed pitcher and was just signed by the Ottawa champions earlier this week. Now his brother, Eric Peterson, joins us here on Around the Diamond. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty well today. How are you?
1: doing pretty good and of course just from talking to your brother pat you found out you guys are fraternal twins so uh, over the past few years of course uh have you guys always played together from high school to university and then uh, did you have a chance to play against each other when you got to the pro rankings
0: yeah we uh our, we both went to the same uh high school played college ball together the whole thing and then um we went to played pro ball and he went to the mariners i went to the Astros, and uh, got to um, face him my uh, first year and then my second year, which was a lot of fun. We, uh, we played him in the Appalachian League and then Midwest League and stuff, and we actually uh, pitched in the same game uh, while we were out in uh, Midwest, which was a lot of fun. So.
1: And I believe that was an A-ball in the Midwest League, be in the Mariners organization versus the Astros organization. Uh, what was that experience like for you and your brother to play against each other, which seemed like the first time uh, in your life?
0: It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Because we're so, we're we're used to um, you know being the same dugout, giving each other advice, and now we're opposing <laughs> sides. So it was definitely a lot of fun. My parents got to visit and stuff. So it was a pretty cool experience that not many people get to do.
2: <laughs> now you're drafted in 2014 by the Astros, and what was that like to be drafted? Uh, just like your twin brother.
0: It was it was it was really cool. It was. Um, obviously a great experience and everything and um like i said before it's one of those things where both of both of us um obviously it's a dream to play pro ball and for for me and my brother to get that uh experience on the same day was was pretty cool so
1: We're joined here with Eric Peterson, who uh, played last season, uh, towards the end of the season with Double A with the Houston Astros system, and is also brothers with Patrick Peterson, who was just signed uh, by the Ottawa Champions earlier this week. And Eric, you were drafted by the Houston Astros in the 37th round in 2014. Josh just asked you the question uh, before, but I want to ask you a little bit more about being drafted in 2014. We talked to your brother, Pat, uh, earlier in the show, and he said that it was kind of tough for him to watch you. Uh, You know, A little nerve-wracking to know that you were gonna go a little bit later or if you were gonna pick so what was that day like if you could remember it pretty clearly?
0: Uh yeah, definitely remembers um we were both um uh, it was me and my brother, and my parents and he was uh he was drafting the twenty third round and uh obviously he was excited but at the same time we're both kinda like waiting and kinda twenty fifth round came around, um and the Astros were calling me every few rounds and then Starting to get later, so it was, it was a little nerve wracking, but it was, it was certainly a, a sigh of relief and excitement when it, and when it happened and whatnot. And you could you told Pat was obviously excited at first, but then uh, he he didn't want to be the only one drafted that day. So uh,
2: now, obviously, uh, you and Patrick do have some differences. Uh, of course, Patrick is a left handed pitcher, and uh, you pitch from the other side. But uh, other than that, are there any common traits between the two of you?
0: Um. Uh, from a from a pitching standpoint, um, we've uh, a lot of people have even said that we have pretty similar uh, throwing motions and what and whatnot. Um, we, I guess, as, long, as we've progressed, we both kind of uh, told each other a lot of the same things, but we still we still approach um, things on the mound a little differently. And from I guess from a personal standpoint, we're both both really into sports, football, basketball everything, we're both really competitive in everything that we do, which is which is obviously really good cuz we compete in whether it be anything, I guess, weight room, on the field, everything. So Uh
2: now Pat had mentioned to us before that he he throws a fastball, a change up and slider, a fastball just in the upper 80s. Now uh what kind of pitches and what what kind of speeds do you throw?
0: Um I throw a fastball um Slider, curveball, and changeup. My uh, my fastball this year pretty much ran anywhere between um, 87 to 92. Um, so my slider is my slider, and my changeup are pretty much my uh, my two best pitches, and my curveball is a a, it's a pretty solid pitch. I I feel like so.
1: And Pat had talked about before about having a curveball as well, and he's kind of scrapping that aside uh, to throw that slider. And both of you guys seem like you guys have the same pitches. So there is some similarities there as uh, Eric Peterson, the brother of Patrick Peterson is joining us here on around the diamond on CKDJ uh, 1079. Now I want to go back earlier in your career. Of course, you were probably still playing with your brother Pat in high school. Um, Now, in your early days of baseball in high school, did you what, what went through your decision to uh, go attend uh, university instead of you know testing the draft, or did you have any offers at that point?
0: Um, and we, while we were in high school, we didn't I, there was we didn't hear any interest uh, pro ball wise, and um, okay. So pretty much college was our uh, only option at that point. Obviously, I, I wanted to go to college anyway, either way, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, us and our family, so it's really important to get an education, and uh, obviously baseball helps move that forward and everything, so. Um, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. We both attended, we both uh, went to Temple, and uh, it wasn't really, a, we didn't want to, it wasn't like a decision where it was like, hey, let's both go to the same college, Temple mm-hmm. was pretty much the only ones that offered us out of college, so.
1: And, and what went through your decision to also transfer over uh, to a different university, uh, which was actually a North Carolina State University from Temple?
0: Yeah, um, both of us uh, felt like we performed pretty well um, where we were at, and then we felt like uh, obviously they decided to cut the program, which is obviously tough for everyone, you know, because you got to make decisions based on academics and uh, baseball-wise and stuff, and we thought it was a step forward to try to um, in a higher competition in the conference that we were going into by going to North Carolina State. So,
2: now once you were drafted, you reached the uh, minor league system, and uh, what was your first season like of pro ball in twenty uh, fourteen?
0: Uh, it was. I thought it was I had a pretty good year. I uh, struggled a little bit at first, but um, the coaches really helped with. Making adjustments and improving every day. So it was one of the things where you just gotta you have to keep learning because of um, being at 21 years old, moving into pro ball, the game's a little different. You have to keep making adjustments to get better, and if you want to uh, make it to the big leagues one day, you have to keep doing things during the off season and during the season in order uh, to keep moving forward. So.
1: Eric Peterson is here for us on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079. He was drafted by the Houston Astros in the 37th round in 2014 and was drafted in the same year just like his brother Patrick Peterson who was joining us uh, earlier in the show. And you talked about uh, you know having to constantly make adjustments uh, at the pro ball level. Who was that one guy in the Astros system once you got there that kind of helped you and elevated your game in your first season? Um, I was, uh, w-
0: while I was in Greenville, our uh, pitching coach was – uh Josh Miller and I felt like uh he helped me a lot. Um obviously with being new to the system and um showing us different um things to do during our pitching program to uh, uh I guess improve ourselves and whatnot. When I first got to Pro Ball I was a lot of, I threw a lot of fastballs and um I guess he just helped me a lot with uh utilizing my um other all seat pitches, and uh, the different aspects of of pitching all together with proving pitches and your approach to going after batters and whatnot. So he was definitely a lot of help.
2: Uh, Now, Eric, you had the chance to actually play with Alex Bregman, who will represent uh, the United States of America at the World Baseball Classic. Uh, What kind of guy was he?
0: Yeah, he's definitely definitely a hard worker, um, works hard every day. So he's definitely uh, a good teammate and everything.
1: And, and and sorry, did you have something else there? No, that was it. <laughs> so so Eric, take us through your time in the the minor league system with the Houston Astros. It seems like uh, obviously for yourself that time has kind of flew by if you think of it that way, jumping all the way from rookie ball uh, to Double A last season in a span of uh, three short years, if you would say it like that. Uh, what was your first reaction when they first called you up to Double A? Uh, because a lot of guys that come on this show will say once they get to Double-A, their, their approach kind of changes and their mentality kind of changes because they're almost just another call from Triple-A or another call from the big leagues.
0: Um, I thought obviously getting the uh, call to Double-A was definitely exciting. and um, The pitching coach in Double-A, uh, Dave orkowski was the uh, same pitching coach that I had while I was in Quad Cities. which was definitely a lot of help uh, moving up because a a whatnot. Um but when I went up to Double A, just knew that um, how I was, things I did to get better, I had to uh, um, keep doing, keep doing what I was doing. And obviously, when you're obviously moving forward, there's a little adjustments you got to make with um, the speed of the game and whatnot. But um, there was a lot of improvements I made. I felt like during both of my off seasons that I was at a point where um, if I keep doing what I was doing, but making Adjustments here and there, I can. Uh, I knew I was able to perform at that level.
1: Yeah. Eric Peterson is here for us on Around the Diamond, was a Houston Astros uh, pick in the 37th round and has now uh, moved all the way up to a double A in the Astros system and uh, could probably see yourself maybe in AAA or back in AA uh, going into spring training. So now that I speak about spring training, it's pretty close, uh, just around the corner for you, a, a little bit over a month away, I believe. I'm not too sure uh, when the minor league uh, prospects do report to spring training, but uh, tell us, uh, what's your mentality going into spring training this season?
0: Um, Obviously, uh, my, my past two all seasons, I've been um, doing everything I need to prepare. So I've pretty much just been um, obviously been playing uh, with college ball and everything i've had uh know what I need to do to prepare for when we report in the beginning of march um, obviously it's all the same mentality just go out and throw strikes and um just show' them what I did to get better and everything so um just go out I'm excited to um, go out and compete and get baseball season going again.
1: Now you talked about a little bit about who you learned from in your first season of rookie ball or professional baseball uh, back in 2014. That was your pitching coach. Now I've I've noticed that you've had a chance to uh, to play with some big league players when they're either on uh, you know uh, rehab stints or have you know kind of grown through the system with yourself, but have just kind of sped through it uh, and, and the major leagues. So who was that one veteran you know guy that you either saw in spring training that kind of you know. Put you to a put you aside in the dugout and kind of taught you a little bit, or, or a guy that you kind of almost acted like a sponge around once uh, you reached the system in your three three years with Houston.
0: Um, I I feel like I would I wouldn't point to one uh, one specific player really. I think obviously being around so many different coaches that obviously had played in the played in the big leagues and uh, players have had different experiences and come from so many different places you kind of learn um a little bit from everyone and uh one of the things where you if there's uh advice that anyone's got to, uh has for pitching or anything obviously and um i'm open to everything and whatnot
2: uh now how how has this off season uh, looked for you? you you mentioned a little bit uh you know that you've you've got pretty much the same mentality going into spring training but was there anything you focused on and uh, specific to, in the off season?
0: Um, anything specific, um, obviously, uh, hmm. Good Question. <laughs> obviously there's, um, little adjustments I've made with working out and, um, obviously focusing on many different things while I'm, uh, throwing my bullpens now and long tossing. And, uh, so I don't think, I think there's just been, uh, over the span of time, there's been a lot of like adding things on, maybe taking things out and um uh, I felt like I've improved obviously uh physically and um as a pitcher and in the weight room but um I I feel like I've improved uh myself in pretty much most every aspect of uh of the game to get ready.
1: Now of course, before we go, Eric, I want to ask you a little bit about uh you know some guy that you idolized growing up as a, as a kid now, I probably could have said this to your uh, to your brother Patrick being a left-handed pitcher uh, maybe a, idolized Randy Johnson growing up uh, when he was a kid, but as a right hand a big right-handed pitcher, uh you know two hundred pounds six foot four uh Eric, who was that one guy that you that you looked up to when you were a kid?
0: Um, hmm. I know well growing up i'd I'd always watched the uh I do watch the Phillies growing up since I was, you know, ten years old and um I think one I think not from a pitching aspect, I think not as a pitcher but as an overall like competitor. I think I know one person watching was enjoyed watching was uh Chase Utley just because he's he's uh so competitive and works you can tell that he's given a hundred percent every day and there's all the little things right. So I know as me as a competitor, it's one of those guys that you like to have on your team and um
1: and stuff. Well, there you have it. Of course, Eric Peterson joining us here on Around the Diamond. We just talked to your brother, Patrick Peterson, uh, earlier in the show. And once again, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we wish you and your brother, Pat, all the best uh, this upcoming season. And I look forward to meeting your brother, Pat. All
0: right. Thank you. And uh, thank you for having me and have a good day.
1: That was Eric Peterson joining us here on Around the Diamond on CKDJ 1079 we talked to his brother Pat earlier in the show who is mm-hmm. going to be joining the Ottawa Champions pitching staff this season and we just talked to Eric who has a chance to maybe be in Triple A with the Houston Astros this season
2: yeah that's always uh, an interesting you know kind of situation to you know, be moving up. He's he's come through rookie ball, A ball. He's moved up through Double A. So, uh, for him, I'm sure it would be an awesome experience to get to play in Triple And you know, I mean, the always the always the end goal is to to make it to the majors. And uh, you know, I think he's he's working his way uh, slowly but surely uh, towards uh, the big leagues.
1: We could possibly see him in the big leagues if he makes the 40-man roster out of spring training. Most likely to start in A at the age of 23, going to his age 24 season. And we might see an even better Eric Peterson as he's had good... Uh, numbers in the minor leagues and we also are probably going to see a really good uh, Patrick Peterson with the Ottawa Champions we want to thank both of them for joining us on the show we're going to wrap up this segment when we come back we'll touch on some of the Ottawa Champions recent signings in the past couple days you're listening to episode 46 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9
2: Hey, this is Milwaukee Brewers, Art Charles, and you're listening
1: to Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. Welcome back to episode 46 of Around the Diamond here on CKDJ 107.9. Once again, I'm your host, Diamond Dante. To my right is our co-host, Josh Primo. You can find our podcast on iTunes by typing in Around the Diamond in the podcast app, or you can find us on SoundCloud, And on my Twitter page, at Diamond underscore Dante, let us know what you think of the show and tweet us at at Diamond underscore Dante and at CKDJ1079. Before, we were talking with Eric Peterson, who is currently in the minor league system with the Houston Astros. Before that, we were talking with Patrick Peterson of the Ottawa Champions, just signed by the Champions. And of course... Uh, Josh, the champion's making quite a few moves this week. There is one more topic that I would like to talk about before I just kind of go through the champion's Uh, recent signings this week. Tyler Wilson of the Ottawa champions traded over to the Long Island Ducks. He's reunited with Billy Horn, the pitching coach. uh, Sorry, the old pitching coach of the Ottawa champions who gets a job with the Long Island Ducks. A good place for Tyler Wilson to go play in the Atlantic League because it gives him a chance to to get seen by more scouts. And this is a guy who's spent the last five seasons in the Can M League. So it's got to be good for him who uh, was the champions closer last year at 208 ERA, 47 innings pitched, 60 strikeouts. Yeah, Wilson's
2: a solid pitcher and you know ninety-five. Oh, he he throws real hard. He you know, he's a solid ERA. He just he knows how to pitch and it's gonna be good for him. Uh, you know to to have a bit of a change of scenery and not just you know get too familiar in in one spot Um, you know it's going to be interesting to see now him back with uh, Billy Horn the former uh, champions pitching coach Uh, you know and and this is a good thing for for other players around the Can-Am League to see you know there now that there's been a guy with some success in this league uh, moving on to another league uh, you know it kind of opens the door for, for other players of this league and you know uh, other teams now uh, from the Atlantic League uh, might now you know, take a, a bigger look, a longer look, uh, if
1: you will, at the uh, players from the Can Am League. You're right about that. The champions also uh, get a piece of their bullpen back from last season. Looks like the only piece that they will have back from last season a little bit of Canadian content. They do sign Andrew Cooper, who mm-hmm. had the most appearances. Uh, out of the bullpen last season other than Tyler Wilson and also had the most innings pitched out of the bullpen how Lanier said it uh, in the quote that was released in the press release on the Ottawa champions website he said Cooper's a swingman the guy that can pitch uh, one two even three innings and could be a setup man or a, re- uh, a long reliever and could start and those are the kind of guys that are, are
2: really valuable to a team moving forward and especially to a championship team like the champions were uh, you know these these are the kind of guys that that win you baseball games, the kind of guys that can shut down the other team really all the all of the time and and the, you know really the thing for the champions in their playoff run last year was their pitching and how good it was. so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see Cooper back and uh, you know it's gonna be interesting to
1: see uh, how the champions are going to change it up without having uh, Wilson. Yeah, it's true. They're going to have to go look for a closer. It looks like just from talking to Patrick Peterson uh, earlier in the show as we do wrap up the 46th edition of Around the Diamond, uh, Patrick Peterson looks like uh, he... talked to Hal Lanier. He said in the interview that uh, he's not really a fan of relieving. Of course, he most likely wants to go uh, in the starting rotation.
2: Yeah, and you know, you could always find a spot for him in the starting rotation, and you, you could even convince him to move back to the bullpen. Obviously, most guys... I think who our starters would would much much rather start and I mean, we saw this with Aaron Sanchez you know he he would much rather start, but he he did go back to the bullpen uh, you know when they needed him so it's a little be, bit yeah well, a little bit but he and he was successful there so you know it could be you know just a, a different you know spot as, as i mentioned for for Patrick Peterson you know maybe just change it up a little and you know it gives him the advantage to maybe just throw a little bit harder than uh, then he he's used to uh, throwing in a start. And, uh, you know, it could be a, an interesting confidence
1: boost for him. Champions have now brought back nine players from last year's championship team. We'll have to see what else they do. Just before we wrap up this show, as we have now gone through the Ottawa Champions' uh, recent signings, I want to go through um, the um, big poppy, David Ortiz. Yep, The Boston Red Sox won. He's not coming back. People are saying, oh, he's going to come back, Big poppy." His number will be retired by the Boston Red Sox, and he will be the 11th Red Sox to ever get his number retired and put on the right field uh, fence at Fenway Park. He joins Bobby Doerr, number one, Joe Korn, who wore number four, Johnny Pesky's number six, Carl Yastrzemski, who was uh, one of the best players to ever wear a Red Sox uniforms number, number eight Ted Williams number nine Jim Rice is number 14 Wade Boggs number 26 Carlton Fisk who was a great catcher back in the day number 27 Pedro Martinez is number 45 and of course Jackie Robinson's number 42 which has been retired by every MLB team before we wrap things up uh, Ortiz not coming back let's just say he is not coming back at all okay that's it he's done he's done and one of the best Red Sox ever
2: yeah uh, without without a doubt, one of the best Red Sox ever, and one of the best postseason clutch hitters ever too. Oh, for sure. You know he. You know some of the highlights y- you look at. Uh, you know just huge huge home runs that this guy hit. I remember uh, one in specific where he hit it over the Green Monster uh, to to give the the Red Sox a late a late lead. Uh, you know a whole bunch of homers that he hit at Yankee Stadium as well. And you the know the big one against the Yankees in 04 Yeah. You know, really the list just goes on and on. And what a huge, huge honor it must be to have uh, his number 34 retired and, you know,
1: be the 11th uh, number retired for the Boston Red Sox. And he joins Pedro Martinez as a two Dominican Republic Uh, Players on the Boston Red Sox uh, numbers to get retired as Pedro Martinez was one of the best pitchers ever. That's going to wrap up uh, this edition of Around the Diamond on CKDJ 107.9. The 46th episode next week will be episode 47. You're going to want to stay tuned uh, for what guests that are coming on next week. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Diamond underscore Dante. And you can follow uh, Josh Primo at Primer 44. As this uh, podcast or radio show is now on iTunes and SoundCloud, you can find us there by typing in Around the Diamond in the podcast app on your iPhone. Josh, want to thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Uh, Always a pleasure uh, coming on with you. Josh Primo's first full show. Of course, he is a first-year student at the Algonquin College Radio Broadcasting Program. I want to thank him for coming on the show. I also want to thank uh, the two twin brothers, Patrick and Eric Peterson, for joining us on episode 46 of Around the Diamond. We look forward to meeting Patrick when he comes to Ottawa for spring training with the Ottawa champions in May. You've been listening to episode 46 of Around the Diamond. We'll see you next week.